0: Your creativity. We're the podcast
1: that keeps on going, I guess. Yep, we're we're still here. This is episode sixty. I, can you believe we made it this far? It's kind of a miracle.
0: It, yeah, there's no way we can make sixty one. So, so
1: carry your it. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Wait, so where are we, Dylan? We're in the we're in the creature cottage, as it's referred to with creature Carrie of. Creature encounters. A lot, a lot of creatures there. A lot, a lot of, creatures, of creatures here. A
2: lot of creatures here and there and everywhere, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, I just got
0: stared down by, like, some tortoise walking over here. Well, that's that's Bianca. Well, right.
2: How old's Bianca? About five years old. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, she's a spur thigh tortoise. So she's curious about me, or else I stink, and she's trying to tell me that. They're just always on the move. She's probably looking to see if there's something on the floor to eat. Yeah. Wait, my and arch- I'm on the floor to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I'm not going to get attacked. No, my no, no, no. No, our, our <laughs> big mean- Spurthite tortoises live outside. She's still just a little too young to 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 keep her out there during the winter. So,
0: but you specifically said she's looking for something to eat. Well, on that's the because floor. we
2: usually put her zucchini or carrots or vegetables and stuff out on the grass, out out on the floor here, or Steve's or Steve. <laughs>
1: Are they the ones that are always knocking over your chairs and your Facebook posts? The big ones posts? out back,
2: yeah. Oh, they're knocking over chairs, flipping over tables, dragging barbecues to the end of the patio. Is, I, you, you know, they're 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 fun, but you have to be able to deal with what they do. It's like raising kids. And they really don't care, <laughs> <laughs> just <only> kids. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. like kids. Like a moving boat. A turtle, do, a tortoise that size does not walk around anything. He, they walk uh, through, through it. it. <laughs> yep. They just, if there's any give at all, they just keep pushing and pushing. I did a party. I had a gentleman in one of those white plastic chairs sitting there, and I had Digger with me. He's the big one that's over 125 pounds, and he pushed into the chair. And he was laughing and he pushed and I could see that things and he just kept going and he kept saying, I'm not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, snap and one of the legs just snapped off and the guy (laughs) went down because he just kept pushing and pushing. And with that weight on the chair and him pushing, the one leg just snapped off.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm totally screwed. (laughs) All right, I'm keeping my eye Uh on Bianca while we talk. Okay, but Carrie, tell us about you. Like, I mean, this isn't how you started life.
2: No, no, it isn't. Um, I actually started, uh, I was a machinist for O.C. Tanner Jewelry. I ran their machine shop and uh, did that for quite a while. I always had creatures uh, in my home, but at that time they were more birds than reptiles. I used to breed a lot of birds, a lot of birds. Do you still have birds? Uh, No, we do not. Uh, I have sons that ha- uh, have a bird over there, but birds are just even, are hard. I mean, they are really hard, time-consuming things. And if you have parrots like I did, uh, it's just like adding a two-year-old child to your life every single step of the way for like
0: 60 to 80 years. And they're social. So oh they that, want and attention. that's
2: and that's just it you can you can take care of their physical needs but they have mental needs and social needs and they want to be out and they want to be part of the family and they want to be and they're like a two-year-old they don't get the attention they want yeah they make noise
1: right, yeah i had roommates that had one and it just turned me off to birds yeah. the rest of my life
2: yep uh we've had them um and uh, uh i just went in a different direction i used to breed a lot of birds cockatiels lovebirds different kinds of finches for the different pet stores and stuff and then you know it just seemed like it was taking too much of a part of my day to be fun as a hobby anymore but uh... you know i was raising chinchillas and i had my boas and different things like that And i think i did my first cub scout presentation for a group that was probably Uh, I'll bet you that was in 1980, 81. Yeah, long time ago. Gary, you only looked 20,
0: so like, I mean, (laughs) how old were you then?
2: (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not 20. I'm 62. So it just, I mean, physically. Yeah. Yeah, if you ask others about my mental capabilities, (laughs) there's a range there from a two-year-old maybe to a 12-year-old. So I don't know. You got to stay young. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, you know, I, I won't pigeonhole myself. You know, society likes to pigeonhole you a lot with different things. That's just not going to happen. I had somebody tell me once, you know, they needed to grow up. And I told them when I started acting like what they thought a definition of adult was, let me know because I would shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be their definition of an adult, that's for sure. So was was a bird your first pet? Bird was my very, well, my first pet was when I was eight years old, and it was a, a fish aquarium with newts and uh, crabs and things like that in it along with the fish. But yeah, uh, lovebirds. Got lovebirds, had a pair of lovebirds. They were uh, pe- the peach-faced lovebirds, started breeding them, and then zebra finches, cockatiels, and led the aviaries outside. And, you know how things get when you get a hobby and you get passionate about it? It just blows up on you. Yeah, it's 60 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it eventually worked its way into uh, into reptiles. And I worked, after I left OC Tanner, I worked in and out of the, the pet industry with private pet stores and big box pet stores. And actually 12 years ago, uh, I stepped away from that and creature encounters became a business 12 years ago and you started working barefoot every day well i, th- I kind of <laughs> just wore slippers when i had to with those oh, mark Sark was just flip-flops yeah. yeah but no the other the other big box stores was just slippers <laughs> they, they kind of look like shoes but Is now it? yeah it's barefoot or flip-flops
1: So you were with PetSmart as a director, so you did a -hmm. lot lot of community stuff. Did you do community stuff before then with the pets?
2: Oh, yeah. Even when I was with uh, Mark's Art Pet Store, um, we were doing TV spots for different information, interviews on this and that, and going out. Oh, yeah. And then when I was working with uh, uh, PetSmart, I was the media contact for the state here in Utah. So I did a lot with them and... uh, so yeah, I've I've been doing things with with, with pets for a long, long time.
0: Um, I want to approach keep going on that, thing. So you've been on TV a lot,
2: but you've more also my fair amount.
0: You're like totally famous. So well, you want to talk about no that? more than you? Well, t- no, tell tell everybody about like what you've done with the animals, um, and how did Hollywood come finding you? <laughs> Because <laughs> you're famous.
2: You're totally well, famous. No, as as far as Hollywood went, Emma, was, which is a friend of ours who used to live here in Utah, had moved to L.A. She, they wanted her to appear in the Lone Ranger movie that I'm referring to.
0: What? The Lone Ranger? You were in the Lone Ranger? Yeah,
2: so were you, Steve. You know that. <laughs> and, I wasn't uh, in the Lone Ranger. <laughs> and they wanted her to be dancing with snakes. And she says, well, I... Only dance those snakes you see with or for our carries creature encounters in Utah, and they said that's great because we're doing casting calls up there, and we're going to be filming in Moab and blah 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 blah. So we went, uh, uh, we got the gig be- because of that. So we went to the casting call, and took some other creatures like scorpions, and so we b- took a variety of snakes for picking and choosing for the snakes, and for fun I thought, well let's just. So, the, the casting agent that was there, we put scorpions in our mouth, like you've seen us do, and we walked up, and she asked a question of me, and I had to spit all the scorpions out of my mouth first, <laughs> and, then, and she just freaked, and, and before the end of that thing was, is, uh, you're coming for sure, and you're bringing the scorpions, because I've talked to, and they want that in the film. Now, we... Spent that whole night doing that spot, Stephen. You know all that. But no, it, I it, don't know anything it ne- about this. Yeah, it never got it, it. It it it's in the extras, but it never did get in the main film itself. We played severed heads uh, uh, with scorpions crawling out of our mouths. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> and and on the set, you met a lot of people.
2: Oh, we did. We had a good time. I mean. Uh, you know the Gore Verbinski, who everybody you know says uses his name in awe, and he was an awesome gentleman. I'm I'm probably the only person that uh, finally, after he kept using the snake that he wanted, and I told him it would not work, he finally just shouted out a bunch of expletives and says, "Go get that snake that you think <laughs> will work." And I went and got it, and it worked. <laughs> Spend another couple of hours and wrap that part of it up. <laughs> But yeah, we did. We met a lot of fun people. Hung out with Johnny Depp a lot. I felt guilty sometimes. Why because did you feel guys were wait, sitting why out. Why did the, you feel guilty? Because you were sitting out in the cold and I got hauled back and was in his tent trailer thing with him with some hot soup and coffee. And the rest of <laughs> you wait, were, Why um, didn't you invite me to well, that? <laughs> wait, I know. I'm just hearing that you got I, He had warm a job to do, Steve. Yeah. He was working. He had it was, a job to do. It was Yeah, it, it was cra- but you saw him. I mean, we oh, were. No,
0: I didn't get to hang out when we were
2: shooting the scene where we had the co- the scorpions out on the table, and he come running from around the building because that's when he's supposed to jump on the back of the horse with the with, uh, Army, and he come running around the building and off the corner of his eye he uh, saw we had eight, eighteen scorpions crawling around on this table, oh, wow. and he came right off the mark. Gore had to cut it. <laughs> And he come up and just started talking to us and touching and holding the scorpions. And finally they said, Johnny, the sun comes up. We've got to finish this before the sun comes up. And so we got through all of it and got all packed and done and everything. And I got up and then I thought I had everything put away because we had a, a, a spot up behind where uh, the main stage was area back behind with our heaters and now, all that. I think that's where I was, and you were in well, like a you plus trailer. Uh, and you were in like some I was trailer. putting everything away to make sure everything was warm and we were catching on, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, the the assistant director came out and said, Carrie, you want it out f- on set? And I said, no, we're done. They're shooting down the other side of the street, so I don't need to have snakes. Because if there was any sign that, in the background whoever had the snakes up on that stage we had to have somebody up there that's why our snake had a stand-in the close-ups it was keith the stand-in was she-ra and so he had to have a shape of a snake in somebody's arms if if they were going to be back and we weren't we were shooting in the opposite direction that's why i know i can put him away and he goes no johnny's out front here wants to see your animals and so i walked out there and he came back he couldn't take the cold, so that's how we ended up, up, and we picked things up and walked up under the You totally tre- hung
0: out with Johnny Depp.
2: <laughs> under the trestle. You know where that trestle was? No, I and wasn't invited well <laughs> to any of these special places.
0: Like I wasn't well, invited. I get to, to feel to guilty
2: because it happened two or three times, and uh, finally they they wanted to see the animals again, and that's when I just took the animals out and started handing them to people. Uh Right there where they were, and we didn't go back in the back. Johnny came out, and Army came out, and even Jerry Bruckheimer was there, and he came over and stuff, and everybody got to more or less hang out, and I, I, I cleared my conscience a little with that because everybody got to come over. No. And well, you were probably chasing in, the preacher, <laughs> sticking him no, with your I devil. I not invited to Your idiots. devil <laughs> fork. That's what you spent most of your time doing.
1: I forgot you were the devil. He was the Type-casting. Devil,
2: and, and he played that part <laughs> whether it was action or not action. <laughs> yep. Uh huh.
0: So that's why you were too good for me. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think we all had a, a pretty awesome time, downtime and on set. But I mean, we were there. I mean, we went for makeup at four in the afternoon. And we didn't leave until like sun up six in the morning the next morning. It was a long. But we wanted to have fun, so you'd catch a three hour nap and then you'd go out and play. No, but back. apparently it could have been around, uh, we could have been done
0: by midnight, but apparently you guys were just talking and playing with snakes well. all night.
2: <laughs> we did and our fair the share culprit. of that up there. Yes, we did.
1: Did he ask all sorts of questions about the, oh, the he, animals and stuff? He
2: did. And what was funny is, is um, we, were, we were talking like I'm talking to you right now. I mean, we talked about his kids, you know, and. He he was talking about the well. What if the scorpion did sting buddy anybody you know? And I told him that I bring Adolf meat tenderizer with me because instead of mud, you make a paste with the meat tenderizer, and it really soothes the sting and all that. So then he went into the story about his daughter getting in the bushes in, in New York at the park and getting stung, and he and and his assistant was there with him. And he he says uh, get a bottle of Ten, meat tenderizer so the next time we go out we got something in case somebody gets stung and no we just talked about stories when as he grew up in basements that he lived in apartments that he had shared and it was just it was just talking you know it wasn't johnny depp you know jack sparrow Taunt. It, it was just you know talking to another person about life's adventures because he's had them and oh, he yeah. thought I ha- had had some awesome ones with what I do. And so yeah, we had a really good time. Army Hammer wanted nothing to do with any of it.
0: He avoided the snakes. He
2: avoided them with all. So the last night, all of a sudden, somebody was leaning on my shoulders, looking over my shoulders because I had a big And it was him. It was him. That's the closest he got. He goes, <laughs> I thought I better get over here. So if somebody's taking pictures, I'm at least in the picture. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speaking of unique experiences, you get hired for all sorts of stuff. What's kind of the most unique one you've been hired for?
2: With the animals and stuff? Yeah, with the animals. I don't know. We've done a couple of music videos uh, and, and then that that movie. Um, I mean, Lone Ranger has to be the most exciting thing that we've ever done. I mean, I did a couple of things where I played a A dead guy laying on the ground, (laughs) and with my mouth loaded with scorpions. And then on cue, I just kind of drool out the scorpion or the cockroaches at that time. Drooled out all the cockroaches and all that kind of stuff and stuff. But that that project never made it anywhere, so that was never seen or done. But uh, um, we just do a lot of, I mean, birthday parties, family reunions, comic cons, bachelorette parties. (laughs) You've <laughs> <Even> done <at> bachelorette <laughs> parties <laughs> Different things So
1: There's a giggle there So I th- there's probably some good stories But I well, won't, I won't you, dig it The, the
2: parties that <laughs> are for adults Who are pretty fun <laughs> 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 And mostly because they're all afraid Yeah You do a kids party man And it's I, uh, the other ones They're clear in the room They're, oh no
1: Yeah with kids you can convince them I've seen you have convinced kids to, Yeah like, relax Yeah kids you can
2: talk to them You can talk sense into a child that hasn't been, you know, poisoned with something. An adult is, is still close to change and learning. They, they stopped it because their fear isn't because they've been bit or anything like that. Their fear is just because they watch people with cockroaches coming out of their <laughs> mouth and stuff.
0: Should I be afraid that this turtle is trying to push my butt away?
2: No, I don't think so. No, it's Are you wearing shoes? Yeah, I've got shoes on. Okay, because sometimes you'll bite a toe. <laughs> well it just looks like a sausage laying there
1: so that kind of brings me into your mission is is a lot of educating parents and kids about being oh pet exactly
2: parents. um no matter wh- where we present it, it, no matter the size of the group whether there's 1500 kids school assembly birthday parties or anything and i even mentioned it at the front all the stuff we do the message is still the same and that is pet responsibility uh being associated with the pet industry and pet trade and stuff for for so long uh especially with exotics i mean there was a time where you know exotics are a fad they're going away man nah, nobody's gonna buy you know a lizard for this they they're not going away and so you know we got to educate and do it the right way and so yeah i mean we have fun I, but i don't consider myself uh an, an entertainer per se as much as an educator uh I don't think there's any better way to educate a child than telling them about an arthropod that has a skeleton on the outside who molts it when they grow and then hand them a tarantula in their hand and they can see a molt of a tarantula right next to them. I've had teachers come up to me and go, I had kids ask questions that I didn't even know that they even were listening on that kind of a subject, but obviously they they must have been because it brought it back to the forefront for them to, to ask a question. The
1: tortoise has found me.
0: And so, Carrie, and also that's important because I think a lot of parents will just go out and get a pet because the kid's whining about getting a pet and not think about the long-term consequences. Well,
2: part of of the the things I talk about, uh, um, if you're bringing a pet into the house, it should be for a family and not for an individual child. They lose interest. I mean, dog, cat, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, but it's even worse with the reptiles and things like that. You need to make sure you got family buy-in. You, you don't have a pet in the house for your 8-year-old to take care of that mom won't even go in the bedroom anymore and clean it because it happens to be in there. And explain you, that. Like, how long do they live? You, well, female tarantulas will live 20-plus years. I've got a couple of snakes that are well over 28 years old. Um, I've got a lizard right now that's 18. Um, they, they live a, a longer life. They're not a hamster. Our parents used to buy us hamsters because they knew, oh, that thing's going to be dead in three years. <laughs> <And hopefully laughs> or <won't>, less. Hopefully <laughs> they won't <laughs> want it again. So they last a, a, a long, long time. So when we talk to people, especially, and if there are parents there, I talk to the parents as much as the kids. Kids are all wound up seeing things and touching things. But, and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, just tell them, you, know, you buy a family pet. The pet that needs to come into a household needs to be for the family. So now you've got a team taking care of it instead of you expecting one person to take care of it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
0: I keep waiting for Dylan to come and take care of my cat, and it hasn't <laughs> happened at all. I, I, have, like, I have mean, apparently sixty some shows, he's never cleaned the litter box once. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we've got a, our cat Sammy wandering around here. Uh, is over seventeen years old now. Um, can't digest and hard foods and stuff, so she's pampered. She gets only certain types of canned food because she can't deal with the beef anymore. She gets a little cat and, and, and she we refer to ourselves as pet parents, not pet owners. And that's what I try the kids. You know, be a pet parent. Do those parenting and practice those parenting skills that your parents did for you and you will be able to raise a really happy, healthy pet
1: um a uh, rescue fostering and placement you you do well, some I've been of that d-
2: i've been doing this for so long i've had boxes of things left on my <laughs> front step i'll come home find strange rabbits running around in the backyard so i know they've just been tossed over the fence um but i get a lot of phone calls of families that we are wondering we don't want this anymore uh I will always respond to those calls, I will always get those, and the, the big reason why is, is, and I don't know why this is, but for a reptile or an arachnid or something, the minute some, a family decides it's no longer wanted in the home, they quit taking care of it. Because the majority of the animals I would go pick up were underweight, the cages looked like they hadn't been cleaned, you know, for some time. and. Uh, so I will respond to all of those calls and, and pick them up. I, I've got so many people in, in the industry and people that I know. If I can't work them into what we have here and what we need to use and all, um, then, yeah, I may adopt something out for sure. I've taken, I've adopted giant tortoises in, to Texas and Arizona, places where I know that they can deal with a winter outside. I can't count on somebody here in Utah, you know making a little heat dealing box. with it yeah mine are all mine there's a big heat box out there it's four by 12 warmest spot is 95 the coolest spot is 75 they're out there year-round and they the door is like a drawbridge so if they come up and push it with their nose the it bridge drops up. down and out they come you've seen the pictures of them walking around through the snow and everything minute night i need to go out and make sure that they're there uh, it People are fascinated that that happens, but that is a natural behavior they already have. A reptile in the morning goes out and baths in the sun to heat up. Then when they get too hot, then they dig a hole or they find a place to cool down. That's all they're doing. Their body's up, their body's out, their heat, they're out, they're walking in snow, like, what is this? The minute they feel it cool down, they make a beeline for the door. They come back into the door, just like they would in the wild, getting into where they know their source of heat is. And so uh, there's a lot of instinct that's teaching them to do that. There's just a little bit of snow in their way.
0: And I've heard you talk about, like, you know, people are so afraid of, of like, snakes. And just like the natural snakes that are around, like, any neighborhood or any, like, environment. And that they overreact sometimes and try to get rid of them or to kill them. Yeah. And you're an advocate of why those snakes and those creatures are so important to Like our ecology and everything. If you have
2: a venomous snake in your yard, yeah, it it needs to move. And I've removed my fair share of venomous snakes, relocated them to places that they should be and not, you know, in your Rubbermaid hose reel and stuff (laughs) like that. Or behind your winter dairy. I've found them in a lot of different places and all.
0: Well, now you're freaking me out. But like, where do I need to avoid around (laughs) my But
2: if I get there and it's just a harmless garter snake or it's just a Great Basin gopher snake or something like that. You know, I try to talk to the people and tell them that they need to leave them there. The only reason I will remove it is if I know when I leave they're going to get a shovel and kill that animal. Uh, But usually you can talk to them, and one of the first things I'll ask them is is whether they have a mouse problem. Well, no, we don't have a mouse problem. That's why. Well, then think that the snake isn't going to be here and hanging out for the last two weeks, like you said, if there isn't food. Yeah. So he's got a source of food here. So the reason you're not seeing mice is because he's – and I've literally had people call me up and ask me if I could bring one back because all of a sudden they were seeing mice in the garage, especially people with bird feeders <laughs> 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 because the the mice and stuff show up because there is a lot of seed on the ground, a lot of seed. So, yeah, I'm I'm an advocate of them just leaving it where it's at, but if I know the life of the animal is going to be taken, I'll, I'll go pick it up. So it's, you know, education. People ask me if I'm scared of anything. There's not too many. Yeah, what are you scared of? uh, New computers and cell phones. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) what you're afraid of. Yeah, uh, yeah. animals, no, because I'm educated there. When we talk to kids about being fearful, I ask them to learn about them so they can replace the fear with respect. Because once you know about it, you still may need to be leery of it, but you're leery of it because you're respectful because you know now, and not because you're just afraid because somebody told you to be afraid. And so my wheelhouse isn't electronics and stuff. My wheelhouse is animals. So it's uh some people have seen some of the pictures of our shark dives and stuff like that. You're nuts. Well no. Went into it educated. I went into it educated. There's a chance in everything you do. I mean the biggest chance you take every day is waking up and getting in a car and shutting the door. <laughs> Yeah, a lot going on out there. But he looked at me when he said that. <laughs> right, so like, he looked at me, so it's more like me driving. He's not uh, so paranoid no.
0: about your driving, Dylan. You're
1: a fine driver, Steve. Yeah.
0: Keep knocking on wood.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, like you were saying, you never know. Look at the crocodile, Hunter. I thought for sure he'd be taken out by an, like, an alligator one day.
2: Yeah, uh, Stingray got him, and what yeah. was crazy about that was is He got killed by the stingray one week before we left to go to the Bahamas, and one of the things we were doing was swimming with the stingrays. (laughs) Did you avoid the stingrays? No, oh heavens, no. That's an accident. That was an accident that happened to him. And you know, I mean, if you hide from any potential accident, yeah, we we we're not going to have too much fun. Not at all. I'm pretty boring. (laughs) <laughs> i hide from accidents no 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 it's uh again I- I- if you're leery about something just learn a little bit more about it like you said you've seen me i there are times where i'll spend 10 minutes with one child at our booth and we'll have dozens and dozens and dozens of people waiting for it but it's worth my time to spend that 10 minutes to slowly work with them to, for them to realize i can let my guard down a little bit with this and put that tarantula in their hand and their the smile is unbelievable. Yeah, They'll be cowering behind their mom. And sure. And after that few minutes, they're yeah. just lit up. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, oh, it's, it's awesome. It's my yeah, favorite it, thing to watch when yeah, I'm it, hanging it, out it, with it's, you. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. They don't go as far as your son did and start putting cockroaches in their mouth, but, you know. Like he, <laughs> like he wasn't urged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. It's... It's fun. What I do is fun, um, but honestly, um, three quarters of the time spent on creature encounters is uh, the animal husbandry and cleaning. You know that's why we talk to the kids. Make sure you've got the time to do the cleaning because.
0: How many hours a day does it take you?
2: Sometimes it might only be two or three. Uh, some days uh, I'll start at six in the morning and not be done till six at night. Interruptions come and all that, but there's a list, and the list gets done before I move on. I I can't leave it until the next day. So big cleaning and lots of stuff. Uh, Usually Wednesday afternoons, I try to not schedule stuff on Wednesday afternoons because there are certain things I want to make sure get done all the time. But cages, you just got to look at every single day and clean them if they're dirty. And that's why it's a little bit, I mean, because snakes don't soil their cages every day. Uh, Lizards are a little bit different. They eat more often, and so they poop more often.
1: Speaking of poop, I at uh, Wizarding Days, apparently had a, a, a shitstorm
2: of sorts. We had an hour's <laughs> worth of nothing but shitpalooza. Wait, that's
0: because Zoe was with you. What did she feed these snakes? Well,
2: you could tell the bearded dragons had eaten some blueberries in the last two days, you know. And then the snake, usually the snakes I'm good with because I usually, I mean... I don't track it in a sick way, but I write down when they poop and when they eat. I kind of got to know all this for for doing anything, but handling kind of gets things a going and all. And yeah, we had some snake, <laughs> some poor little person holding it, and next thing you know, uh, I think I just got peed on. <laughs> don't don't look on top of your shoe because there's a great big snake turd sitting on your shoe. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to avoid the snakes for a bit. <laughs> That happened to us once at Comic-Con. My son was putting one of our big snakes up over two ladies. And just as he got it over their shoulders and was releasing <laughs> it down, it released. And, yeah, I mean, it looked like a giant meatloaf spread all over the floor. And people were screaming. It was, the poor ladies were holding their nose. And, you know, I'm crying and laughing as hard as I can. But I'm cleaning it up. But, yeah, it was just hilarious.
0: Yeah, okay, I'm avoiding that.
2: Part. <laughs> You've packed around enough snakes doing stuff with yeah, us. Yeah, but I haven't been peed on yet. Well, and that's because I usually, uh, I, t- I try to bring ones that I know that problem won't happen. But every once in a while, you know, the best laid plans. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for some reason, a lot at Wizarding Days, it it happened a lot. And it was all within this hour. It was kind of goofy.
0: I'm blaming Zoe. Yeah. Well, what was really usually you. the ones that are going all
2: over everybody is the turtles and the tortoises, because when they pick them up and want to hold them, you you've probably heard this. Well, if you pick them up, they might poop on you. We got to tell them that because they start their feet are in the air. Now they're uncomfortable. Now they don't know what's going on. Release your bowels because that's what animals do. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't the turtles; it was the lizards and the snakes this time.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm I'm glad I missed it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's your next event coming up? Public event? Yeah, where people can come and find you.
2: Um, Or the next few. Well, most of my stuff right now is schools. Doing a lot of schools. Got two schools tomorrow. Do a lot of schools uh, until it lets out. I'm not quite sure. There's a couple of uh, community things that are going on. One in Salt Lake. One will be going on up in Ogden. Another one will be going down in Orem. We're talking, but nothing's been decided, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> don't know whether we'll be there or not. Are you doing our outdoor movies again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll come up there and just let us know. We have fun up there. And, I mean, that's where we met your son. Yeah, me and
1: Lennon are a uh, fixture there. Yeah.
2: As, as a matter of fact, if I one of my helpers say, ah, I'm not feeling good, I just can't make it, I don't have to worry. Uh, <laughs> d- d- I know d- you'll be there.
1: Dylan and Lennon are there. <laughs> <laughs> it's covered. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, those movie nights are a lot of fun, and mostly because we get to see a lot of people, uh, you know, summer after summer after summer after summer, and uh, that's fun. It is so cool when some, and it happened at Wizarding Days, they come walking up and they go, oh, did you bring Scooter? Did you bring Snow White? Did you bring Jasmine? Those are, you know, because they've been with us, seen us enough, and all, they know the snakes or the turtles and tortoises by name, and they're they're wa- they're hoping they're there so that they can see. That's that's awesome. That, that's awesome. That is awesome. I enjoy that.
0: I think one of my favorite snakes that you have are the king snakes. Yeah, like the and I just Cali. think they're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful snakes and they're they're badasses.
2: They are. They're really cool. Um, you don't see them at our events as often because king snakes like to eat other snakes. So if we're one on one and all that kind of stuff, you'll see king snakes there. But if there's a chance that snakes are being put down on a table. In a group or anything like that. Yeah, no, I don't have any king snakes with me because then those two disappear. is that supposed to happen? I don't need to hear that. <laughs> I mean, you can take <laughs> up your events.
1: I'm just
0: saying, this could add. <laughs> so Yes, kid, uh, that is what happens.
2: Well a lot of we, we have a lot of people want to know if we're gonna feed a snake a mouse or something, and no we're not. I'll feed them cockroaches and I'll feed him mealworms. I'll even eat a mealworm or two, you know. But uh, no, I'm not going to feed a mouse. I don't need that one person out of three thousand that complains and then everything goes south. <laughs> and it happened. It has happened, a long, long time ago. Animals. Yeah, animals are animals.
0: How many creatures do you think you have, or a close estimate?
2: A lot. <laughs>
0: How many snakes? Are these vague numbers? Close to fifty. Okay. And the the turtles or tortoises?
2: Well, there's 19 of those running around. Wow. <laughs> How many cockroaches <laughs> are? Scorpions? Well, there's thousands of those because I raised those in garbage cans full to feed to the other animals. So there's a lot of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, throughout the years, you know, there's been different conservationists and um, advocates. Is there a particular one that you've kind of uh, admired or looked to well, for their message?
2: I, I I liked Steve Irwin. I really enjoyed his enthusiasm about what he wanted to do. Um, the only time I really took exception with him is is sometimes during his snake captures. Because, first of all, you need to point out, and no matter what, whether it's Animal Planet or what you are watching, whether they're in Florida catching them or they're catching them where they're supposed to be, not Florida, catching snakes in you know Africa or South America or Australia, they've always got a hold of their tail and they're always dragging them back. That's because the snake has tried to make a beeline to avoid the confrontation. But you drag you grab a snake and drag him backwards because the way his scales are on his belly You're catching dirt and ripping all those scales. You're causing extreme pain. I don't know any living animal that would put up with that without Protecting itself and turning around and biting somebody including a human being I mean that happens So I, I, I th I you know sometimes I thought he needed to go about it a little bit different I knew he didn't like using sticks or you know snake hooks and stuff like that well He'll bust a few sticks off of trees and stuff. I'd like to have seen, because uh, y- you can handle things, even the venomous ones, a whole lot easier if you just use a little bit more respect for what's going on and not hurry to get a shot. Okay. Um, y- you've been
1: uh, doing business on your own for a while. Do you have any advice for anybody that wants to do something
2: similar to you? Well... <laughs>
1: And yeah, out you, out well, here, here, here's <laughs>
2: the thing. I mean, if I had my way, I'd have been doing this the whole time. But when you raise seven kids, that's just not going to work. That just doesn't happen. So you do what you need to do because cause of life, Yeah. but you never, ever lose sight of what you would really like to be doing or what your dream job may be. You can't lose that. That's why whether whatever store is running or a machinist here or whatever – That's why I was still doing, that's one of the tortoises. (laughs) Uh, um, I never lost sight, and so I still did shows. I stayed there, and then eventually when I had the opportunity, no longer had the responsibility of seven children living in my home, all this kind of stuff, um, the opportunity arose because I was still looking for it, and I was able to seize it. Too many people forget about that. And I've actually uh, been hired to do a few uh, talks about that at vocational days and stuff at junior highs, about you, you can't lose focus of your dream or you will lose it. If you if you keep focus of what it is, then all of a sudden one day you, you'll find it. You'll have that chance to find it. But if you're not looking, it's not going to slap you in the face and wake you up and say, here it is. You still got to keep looking. You still do. So uh, if some of you want to do what I'm doing, um, go for it uh, just remember uh there's just a lot of responsibility you're just a giant pet parent you just have that many more to take care of my i mean for me and my business aren't these animals would be here whether i did this or not they all have names they all have histories we all know who they are they're not a tool they're not a stapler or 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 whatever for a business they're they're part of the family and so therefore i probably do spend a little bit more time and fuss. But it for me, it's worth it. For me, it's worth it.
0: I love what you just said. I mean, because it shows that you're passionate about it. And that you do. Whenever I see you in an event, you're not working. Like, you're just having fun.
2: Like, your work yeah, is fun. It is. And it, it shows. It is. I, when I get a chance to go out there and share what we got and, and all that, uh, that's the fun part. And therefore spending three or four straight hours cleaning poop, taking things out, sterilizing things and all that stuff, that's just the price I pay for that other happy part, and I have no problem doing that. Hey, a job's a job. If you have a job, there is work to do. And whether you, however you classify it, work is still a responsibility and can be a pain in the butt. So it's, uh, it's enjoyable, but it. It took me till you know, fifty years old to to do it.
0: Do you have a backup plan when when you
2: at some point these animals may outlive you? Oh, I've got tortoises that'll way outlive me by eighty to a hundred years. Absolutely. So is that a discussion? Uh, been oh, talked most with of my kid, of kids and grandkids have all dubbed that. <laughs> 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 See, that's a, I mean, mm. the the word I hate worst in in the in the in the human language absolute worst is normal because there there is, there is no normal, normal is what's going on behind that door normal is what's going behind the name my neighbor normal is just such a horrible word if you're using it in judgment you can't use it in judgment and and, and assume that because you know at my table at times it was normal well how many frozen mice are we going to order we going to do full 200 or just 150 you know did you get the rabbits out of the freezer so we I mean, you know, you start a conversation like that up at somebody <laughs> else's Sunday dinner, they're gonna What is wrong with these people? Did you get the bodies out of the fridge?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so
2: I mean, the freezer in my garage isn't full of elk, it's full of dead rodents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not going to come for Sunday dinner,
2: yet. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to. You're going to get extra invitations. <laughs> a little rat tattooey on the grill. <laughs> you haven't lived till you've eaten a cheese sandwich where you cover the meat with mealworms and then throw cheese on top of it. Oh my god. If you I don't am... know if you don't know I've done it, it you just think I've put onions on there. I'm so not going to eat <laughs> at your house
0: ever again.
2: This just ruined it for uh, me. I am game. All tequila shots here. Have a worm in it. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, they not to wait for the one in the bottom of the bottle, <laughs> Stephen. You, you, you get one in your own little glass. Uh, I'm so not going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not going to drink. Yeah, no, and that's another thing, though. I have a family very, very supportive. There's no way I'm doing Comic-Con or Wizarding Days or all of those. It, you notice the majority? My yeah. wife? Come on. You know? somebody that's got the patience of <laughs> of <laughs> joe because uh i put her through more than i did my mom <laughs> my <laughs> but uh, i've got the support of all of them they help me you know jordan was there you know dorian was there my jessica i got you know all my kids support what we do and and will help chris has got four big sulcatas warm around in his backyard because digger wants to kill him my big one here and so they're over there, you know. and We move them, wh- but yeah, that's normal. <laughs> that, that's my normal.
0: Your normal is pretty cool. We
2: have, yeah, we have, we have, we have a good time. We have a good time. Hey, you're only on the Earth once. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a party wherever we're all headed because if Stephen and I are going to be there. It's going to be a party, but here, <laughs> you know, yeah. Do the best with what we got and be thankful for what we got. And uh, make every day count. I, absolutely. It took me too long to, to, to learn all of that. It really did. There, I was When I was working for Corporate America, there was a time where I was more worried about five years in the future than I was five minutes in the future of that day. And therefore, that day, I usually wasn't happy. And then if I was worried about being happy, you know, a week from now, that day wasn't happy, and so yeah, I, I I did do a lot of changing. I I live for the moment that I'm here. Uh, you prepare for a lot of things because you know the future is coming, but you don't yeah. live for that because it may not.
1: The, the five year question is probably the worst question I could ever be asked because I don't know. I look back five years and I it's not I'm nowhere near where I thought I would be or doing yeah. what I'm doing.
2: Hey. It just you know, you, you make the best of it uh, with the situation you got. You know, I was working out of the industry, and then I got in the industry with doing pet stores, and then you know all that, and then all of a sudden, oh, now I can do creature encounters full time and the progression. But you you gotta you know take care of what you need. I had I had kids, I had family.
0: And I know that people can contact you to do private parties and different events.
2: Yeah. How's the best way to find you? Um, I tell you, I do a whole lot more conversations on my, our Instagram pages and Facebook than anything. And what is your title on well, Uh, on Facebook, it's creature encounters, Utah on Instagram. It's uh creature encounters or creature carry. But, uh, because it's just so spontaneous, it's right now. Somebody can send me, and I, I I answer that question right now. I'm not relying on a webmaster to put something. I mean, <laughs> Facebook. I mean, I can get my Wizarding Days pictures out the day after for Wizarding Days and all. Um, social media has its flaws, but I I really enjoy using it for the benefits that it are for for our business. People will send me messages that I don't even know. Lots of messages. Uh, about a sick animal or a sick pet where I might not have time to answer a phone call, but I have time if I'm sitting waiting for a different class to come in or whatever to quickly text uh, some kind of an answer. So that or call us at 801-860-4155. I'm still old school. (laughs) I use a telephone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now this is one of Dylan's questions, but if somebody were to make a movie based on your life, who would you want to play
2: you? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. See, that's the—I don't know these people. You know, I know the characters that they paid, you know, Legolas. Johnny Depp De- is going to play you. Well, Johnny, Johnny like Depp, or I may have to go, and you can't judge a personal life, Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. He would be good. He's a good actor.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's a good actor, you know, and has the hair every once in a while. <laughs> I, I w- I would. <laughs> it's better than hair. somebody told me that uh, I look like Charlie Manson. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's never a compliment. <laughs> well, uh, now another compliment, though, is I've had several people come up and, and tell me I look like Bill Allred in the long hair days. I'll take that as a compliment. yeah, okay. Bill's a good guy. <laughs> yes, he is. I like Bill.: <laughs> and, and then there are th- these are our
1: bonus questions. The other bonus question I have is, uh, who is your favorite Muppet, and why?
2: Uh, beaker made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid beaker yeah, he, he made me laugh. I enjoyed him. I mean, it wasn't big bird, it wasn't the garbage can uh, it was it was beaker. If you
1: want to see something really cool with Beaker that's out right now, there's a show called Drop the Mic. Yeah. And it's like a rap battle back and forth. I've
2: seen it advertised. I've
1: never watched it. But um, they had uh, Kermit and the the crustacean guy. I um, can't think of his name right now. And Miss Piggy and Beaker battling each other. Oh, that'd be funny. And it was just hilarious.
2: I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I'll have to watch that.
0: Carrie, Bianca's stuck in a corner. Like, do you
1: ever have to, like,
0: just unstuck them?
2: No, because she'll usually crawl into a corner when she's going to rest and sleep, and then all of a sudden she'll get out and start moving around.
0: So that she can never get herself stuck that she can't get out of.
2: Well, there's nothing going on here in the living room that's bad enough that she gets stuck and never get out of. No. Well, she could do that. It's
0: kind of amazing.
2: Unless she's crawling over things and down into things. She can always move and get around, but I mean they climb. They climb better than you think. And it, I got I have my whole backyard surrounded with rocks to try to keep them, but nah. Yeah.
1: What's the strangest place you've found a creature?
2: The strangest place I've found a creature.
1: Just from crawling, crawling around and, you know, they disappear for a while and then you hear here find at the them. house? Yeah.
2: I you know, I haven't had anything to get out. I had a I had a uh uh one horrible... This is a horrible story. Wait, I don't know if I want to hear this. <laughs> I've already creeped. Back in the day, I had an albino Burmese python get out. And it got into the cage and ate my $1,800 cockatoo. Oh. Yeah. That is horrible. That's on me. That's on me. That was my fault. Poor little cockatoo. Yeah. Yeah, and then, because it ate it, it couldn't get out of the cage. That's why I knew it had happened because it was too big to get out between the bars. Yeah. Strangest place I've ever taken snakes out of was... Uh, um, uh, we've taken rattlesnakes out of basements up up there by the Capitol and stuff, out of their family rooms. That's, where, like I, that's
0: that. where I'm at. Yeah. I'm going to have
2: to be
0: there careful. There were
2: rattlesnakes in the computer room at Weber State, <laughs> and they'd crawled inside... the some of the hard drive units because of the heat. <laughs> I'm never <Crazy>. opening <laughs> up like, our electrical
0: <laughs> panels or anything at the uh,
2: shop. Uh, They're uh, in the wall,
1: Steve. They're in the wall. So you wouldn't
2: worried. do well. When I lived in Hawaii, it happened several times because the big cane spiders will crawl across the ceiling. You'll be laying there at night and feel something fall on you. And you just have to ignore it. No, you, I would not do well. You just have to
0: ignore it. I've been asleep with a net.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a net around. Uh, I got bit by a uh, centipede in Hawaii. One of the worst, nastiest-feeling bites I have ever taken. Burned, infection, just nasty bite centipedes. The centipede. They're horrible. Uh, how big was it? Oh, about nine inches. Okay. Yeah. They're big. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if <laughs> yeah. it was one of the big now, ones. They're not the biggest, but it was <laughs> about nine inches long. Crawled up in my bed, crawled up the sheets. Okay, now
0: I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep for a few days. It's going to be a while. Yeah. No. Uh,
1: I guess we'll wrap up since we're creeping Steve out. Yeah, I'm like pretty spooked.
0: I'm going to have to check my jacket pockets before I leave the house too. I could stick a
2: cockroach or something. No, that <laughs> <for you to laughs> See, I'm not afraid of the t- snakes, t- but I am home. afraid of that stuff. Like, I'm way afraid of that stuff. So. Yeah, but one of my favorite pictures of you is when I stuck a tarantula on your head up at a chocolate shop.
0: Yeah, okay, I and mean, then those are cool, <laughs> but, like, they're <laughs> just they just a little scary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, insects are not...
0: I'm
1: not a fan of insects. <laughs> is there anything that we didn't cover that you want people to to know about?
2: No, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, again, the importance, and uh, hopefully... From this the biggest thing I want anybody to take from even all of this is is the responsibility and the work that's involved in bringing a pet into the house and you you've just got to be able to to uh, to do that and sometimes the best pet is not to get one enjoy the neighbors or enjoy whatever kids I've had kids that said they wanted a pet bird or something and their parents won't let them have them tell mom and dad go buy them a bird feeder you go by a bird feeder you hang that right outside your window and you watch all the different birds and the stuff that come but yeah but see now i'm freaked out about bird feeders because they're going to attract <laughs> more mice That's and then all right. i'm going to have then more the snakes, snakes will in my the snakes will show up and eat the mice
0: yeah i'm just a little scared about
2: it it's a circle it's a circle of, of life. life absolutely <laughs>
0: my mom's backyard's filled with like bird feeders I mean, well mine
2: is too i got all, all those out there
0: i'm going to have to be careful at my mom's house from now on i think
2: You'll be fine, Steve. I have two or three big female garter snakes out there that are big enough to eat mice, and I'm sure they're the ones that are keeping mine all in check. I'm going to have
0: to limit my visits to my mother's house. <laughs> I just think a little more.
2: Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> well, she's our listener, so she's, she's the one she listener.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, totally. Carrie, thank you. Yeah, thank
2: oh, you absolutely. Thank so no, you I appreciate
1: it. No, I guess we're going to wander his house a little bit and see a few creatures before we sure
2: take off yeah well, come on you. down
0: Woo-hoo.
2: the podcast is done man ah.